Welcome to the Learn Jazz Drums podcast, the podcast dedicated to the art of jazz drumming. We have interviews with professional jazz musicians, as well as general tips and advice on what it looks like to be a jazz drummer today. I'm your host, Ryan Shaw, and for today's episode, we're actually going to do something a little bit different. I'm just going to talk about myself so you can get to know me a little bit. Let's go. I think it's always really nice to know the host of a podcast, as well as the guests, because, you know, you kind of know the background and if they have a right to be talking about what they're talking about and so on. So here goes. So I grew up in a fairly musical family. Um, my two brothers that are older than me, seven and ten years older than me, also played music. And that was because our parents started us in piano lessons at age five and made us go all the way through high school. And then we ended up picking up other instruments as well. So my oldest brother, ten years older than me, Kendon, he played guitar. My other brother, Brandon, who's seven years older than me, played bass. And then I picked up the drums. We all grew up playing in church as well. I played bongos when I was super little and then ended up playing drum set at our church later on. When I was in second grade, my parents started me with a teacher that could give me half piano and half drum lessons, which was really cool. And he actually made me just do snare drum for a year. We did piano and snare drum, and I had to learn all the rudiments, and he wouldn't even let me get a drum set for a full year, which I look back on and I'm actually very thankful for because I feel like I have a pretty solid rudimental foundation because of that. And later on, I heard from Jeff Hamilton that he had a similar upbringing, a similar teacher, that I think he was not allowed to play drum set for a couple years, actually, until he won a snare drum competition. So I was doing those lessons, and then I was playing in church as well. And then I was in the jazz choir at my middle school, as well as the jazz band. But I was never really that into jazz at the time. It was just the places that you could play drums, kind of like church was for me. And then we moved to Poway, California, which is in San Diego, right before high school. And at that time, I was kind of split. I was really into video editing and production, and I thought that's what I wanted to do. But, of course, I still had the music thing, so my parents went and tried to find a really great high school for that. So we found a high school, Poway High School that had a great music program and had a great video program too, which was cool. And the marching band was really serious there and I got really, really into that. And I practiced my butt off before we moved so that I could barely make it onto the snare line at that high school. And then throughout high school, I just kept being really serious about marching band. But in about my sophomore year of high school, my brother Brandon gave me this album, Summer Wind by the Ray Brown Trio. It's a really great album. It's Gene Harris on piano, Ray Brown on bass, and Jeff Hamilton on drums. And for some reason, this album just hit me like no other jazz record that I've heard before hit me. So my brother at the time was still in college, and so he was playing a lot of jazz and stuff in the big band there. And there was a drummer, Brian Taylor, who he was playing with a lot and who loved Jeff Hamilton. And so I got to see my brother play and then go see Brian Taylor play with him and see that kind of Jeff Hamilton influence. And that's kind of what started it all. I got really into Jeff Hamilton. He was absolutely the first drummer I got into and definitely still my favorite drummer today. So I took a lesson with Brian Taylor and he talked about transcribing, introduced me to that. And so I started doing that, transcribing Jeff Hamilton's drum solos. I even remember I took a video of a Brian Taylor drum solo and I couldn't figure out this one sticking, so I went and watched that back on Final Cut Pro and slowed it down so I could figure it out. It was just right, left, left, right, left, left. But it was life-changing for me at the time. 
And that's really what started it. I just kept getting into jazz and kept checking out records, checking out Sinatra at the Sands, Oscar Peterson trio, different Ray Brown trio albums, Miles Davis, all this stuff. And my parents were super supportive as well, which was really cool because Jeff was playing in Orange County at the time at Steamers quite a bit. And so I went and saw his trio there. I went and saw Graham Dector's quartet there. And it was amazing. My parents would, it would be a school night and we'd stay there all four sets or three or four sets until like 1 a.m. and go back super late. And it was the best. I loved it. So there were a couple other guys at my high school that were really into jazz. And one of them actually took me to this jam session in downtown San Diego with his trumpet player, Gilbert Castellanos. And I was super afraid to play the first time, even though, you know, I kind of was getting pretty cocky about how good I was getting at jazz or whatever, even though I wasn't. So I sat in, and I remember I got my butt kicked, absolutely. And then I realized I had to keep going to this jam session. This was a great learning experience, and all the musicians were amazing. And Gilbert was there playing some hard bop, and that was amazing. I still remember to this day, it was John Reynolds on trumpet for the tune I played, and it was a 12-bar blues, and we traded fours. And I didn't know the math on that, and I couldn't hear the form, so I didn't know that it would be the middle of the section the first time and then the first and third section the second time. So I remember we were on the cycle where I played the middle trade and I'm looking at them to cue the head again. And I think it just cued the head. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but it was my fault and the trumpet player gave me this look of like, no, that's not right. And so I remember going back and learning how a 12 bar blues works because of that. And I don't think I've messed it up since. So I started going to that jam session every week. It was Wednesdays at El Camino in San Diego, a Mexican restaurant. He still does the jam session today at Panama 66, and it's great. It's always a great house band, and then they open it up, and he is super supportive of young musicians. It's really awesome. If you ever get a chance to go down there, you should absolutely go to that Wednesday nights at Panama 66. So I was going to the jam session every week and practicing my butt off, and then I was taking lessons with San Diego jazz drummers like Duncan Moore, and Mike Holguin as well, and the drum instructor at my high school as well. And I really wanted to take with Jeff Hamilton, so I would ask him every time we saw him at Steamers, and he would say that he didn't really teach. Um, but then luckily I got the opportunity to go to the UCSD Jazz Camp, and Gilbert was there as well as the Jeff Hamilton Trio. And then Jeff saw me play, and we finally were able to set up a lesson after he saw that there was some potential there, and probably he could see the influence that he was having on my playing, but, you know, saw that the way I was playing it wasn't exactly right. So we worked out a lesson, and I still remember the first lesson completely changed everything for me. He completely changed the way I played the ride cymbal, the way I hold the sticks, the way I hit the drums, everything. And it was amazing, and I kept studying with him. I lived in San Diego, and my dad would drive me up to L.A. for the lessons, so we didn't take every week or anything, but those lessons gave me so much information that I really could practice for a month or two months and I would still have stuff to work on. So then I just started playing around San Diego, gigging around there when I was still in high school and then taking with Jeff and I was really serious about that. And then I wanted to go to music school, so my dream school was USC because Peter Erskine was there. And it ended up working out. I got to go to USC, and it was a really great experience there. All the teachers, I mean, just the faculty alone that aren't even drummers, Bob Mincer, Alan Pasqua, Dark Oles, Edwin Livingston, Gilbert was sometimes on faculty, Michael Stever, Russ Ferrante, Ndugu Chancellor was there at the time. Just so many great teachers at that school. 
And the drum instructors I studied with were Peter Erskine, Roy McCurdy, which if you don't know that name, you should look him up. He's in his 80s now, looks amazing, looks like he's in his 50s. And he played with Cannonball for years. He played with Sonny Rollins. He played with everybody. And then Aron Serfati as well. So at USC, I got to study a lot of different music. Swing was still my priority, and I was still super into Jeff Hamilton. But my first year at USC, I was in the second big band, and we actually did a lot of Mel Lewis stuff the whole year, which was amazing. And I just took it super seriously. I dove into all that music and would learn to play the charts exactly like Mel did. And I got super into Mel Lewis, and I loved it. I also got to play a lot of different music there. In my sophomore year, I was in the Afro-Cuban Ensemble playing timbales with uh, Aron Serfati as the instructor. That was a huge learning experience because that's the opposite of swing, and if you swing, he will definitely get on your case for it. Um, and then modern jazz as well because, you know, it's a lot of young musicians that are super into modern jazz. And it was never quite my thing, but it was great to play it there and you know, you have to dive into that music if you're going to play it. If you're in a combo and someone brings in a modern jazz tune, you're going to want to dive into that music to play it well. So I definitely did that as well. And then kind of around my sophomore year at USC, I became Gilbert's go-to drummer and kind of the go-to drummer for any swing music in San Diego. So that was an awesome experience as well because I'd be on my way driving down to San Diego. I'd get the list of songs from Gilbert and it'd be something like The Intrepid Fox by Freddie Hubbard that i just have to learn on the way down there. And huge learning experience there. It was amazing playing with Gilbert. Every week I would play his jam session, and then I'd play Saturday nights at Croce's, which is no longer open down there. But that was a ton of driving, but absolutely worth it for the experience. And I was super into the music, getting super into hard bop, and I got super into all these drummers, you know. I was studying Philly Joe Jones and studying his soloing super deep studying Jimmy Cobb, Mel Lewis, Max Roach, uh, Kenny Clark, Art Blakey, because I remember one specific song Gilbert actually told me to learn the uh, comping on. And I'll never forget, actually, right before he gave me that song, he was talking to me. And, you know, it's great to have teachers that will be kind to you and will tell you things to improve on. But, you know, you need to get your butt kicked every once in a while. And so I remember Gilbert one time I had been playing with him a bunch and he kind of came up to me and just said, you know, uh, what have you been working on? And I, you know, told him and he was like, yeah, I kind of feel like your playing has plateaued a little bit. And you got to know Gilbert to know he's the nicest guy in the world and know that he's saying that out of love and there's no offense being taken. It's not a harsh thing at all, but you know, it was super real. And I kind of agreed with him. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're, you're kind of right. You know, I kind of haven't really known what to work on lately. And I've been busy with school and such. So he gave me this Art Blakey song with his comping and told me to learn that. And I remember even just one week later, he told me he could notice a difference. And on top of that, you know, Art Taylor on all these records, Elvin Jones, Tony Williams, uh, Billy Higgins, Joe Farnsworth even, Carl Allen you know, all these amazing drummers that I got super deep into at that time. And keep in mind, this is when I was in school. So I was super focused on school and doing this every week. So it would be like a Wednesday. I would have class until four. I would drive down to San Diego in absolute rush hour traffic, take about three, three and a half hours. Then I'd play the jam session, which was a super great learning experience. And then I'd drive back to L.A. that night, and I'd have class the next morning at 8 a.m. Jam session ended at midnight, 
get back around two or three and then have class at 8 a.m. the next morning. So I was super committed. I was also in Bob Mincer's big band at USC and we played a bunch of cool concerts. We did one with Vince Mendoza. We did one with Bill Cunliffe. And then in my last year, the combo I was in, we did a few concerts with some guests, including Patrice Russian and a bunch of other great people. So while I was at USC, I started gigging around LA and playing different stuff, playing some background music gigs and then connecting with different people. And yeah, it was super fun to get busy towards the end of school toward the point where school was kind of getting in the way and it was perfect. I graduated and I was able to stay in my place and then eventually move and just keep working which was awesome. So the two teachers I definitely took the most from and learned the most from were Jeff Hamilton and Peter Erskine. I studied with Jeff off and on and just overall went to a lot of his shows and was kind of mentored by him throughout the end of high school and all the way through college and still definitely up till now. And then Peter Erskine I took with pretty much every week at USC when I was there. And both of them have so much great experience in all sorts of different music. It was so great to learn from both of them and learn their differing opinions on stuff and kind of decide what I was going to do for myself. My senior year, I got super into Frank Sinatra, and that actually worked out perfectly because I ended up falling into a lot of these gigs with singers, and I loved it. I still love it. Frank Sinatra's music is some of my favorite stuff. I would just listen to his records all day long learn the stuff that Alvin Stoller and Irv Kotler and Sonny Payne and all those great drummers were doing. And I got to play with a lot of different singers around town and play with some big bands and some small big bands and trios and everything. And it was a really great experience. And so that led to me getting the opportunity to play with Seth MacFarlane. And I remember the first time it was this gig at Vibrato and it was all ballads. And I loved it. It was all strings and all these beautiful arrangements. We played the albums Close to You and Songs for Young Lovers. And I love those albums, super fun stuff. And yeah, luckily they liked me. And since then I've been able to play a bunch with Seth, play with his big band, play with a 70 piece orchestra with him. We traveled to New York for a gig and that's been really awesome. So I've gotten to play with a lot of great musicians around LA and do a lot more recording work lately, which is super fun. I love recording. And I've actually built up my own home recording setup. So, you know, in the videos that you see, I use that same setup. But I also have done a few big band records for people that way and other stuff that way. And actually, last year, I got the opportunity to record with Michael Buble. This definitely wasn't my home setup or anything, but it was super fun. We recorded at Capitol and East West in L.A. And I'm on five tracks on his last album that came out in 2018 called Love. And those tracks, if I can remember, it's Such a Night, Forever Now, um, Help Me Make It Through the Night, Unforgettable, and When You're Smiling. And another cool thing about that record is that there's three drummers on it. It's me, Peter Erskine, and Jeff Hamilton. So some of the best drummers, and then me. And then also my teachers, which is a super cool honor and super crazy situation and coincidence. Definitely something I used to dream about. And then I got the opportunity a couple times because I'm good friends with all the musicians that play with uh, Jeff Goldblum's band. I got to play with them a few times and then do their um, appearance on the James Corden TV show, which was pretty cool. The Late Show with James Corden. And we played Nostalgia in Times Square. Probably one of the only times you'll hear a Mingus composition on a late night network TV show. So that's pretty cool. 
And then about two years ago now, I formed a trio called the Lineage Trio with myself, Graham Dector, and Alex Frank. And that's a tri-led trio. And we've played quite a bit around LA. And then uh, we went to Texas last year as well, or that was this year. And we actually went to Switzerland towards the end of last year to play at a club there, which was super fun. And we've been recording our record and that'll come out hopefully the beginning of next year. We're super excited about that. That group is kind of paying homage to the poll winners, but with our own arrangements. Uh, if you don't know that group, that's Shelly Mann on drums, Barney Kessel on guitar, and Ray Brown on bass. You should definitely check it out. Some really cool records. So after I graduated a few years ago, I just stayed in LA and I'm still here. And then additionally, I just freelance on top of all that stuff. I play with Spencer Day quite a bit, who's a cool singer living in LA. I just recorded a double drums album with Jake Reed that I'll definitely be telling you guys more about. And I play every once in a while, I play a pop gig just to keep those chops up. Because if you notice on that Buble record, I actually played on a couple of the pop songs. And I was really fortunate that when they asked me if I wanted to do that, that I had been keeping those chops up. And I felt confident enough to say absolutely and play on those songs. And then it made it on the album, which was super cool. Other than that, I have this Learn Jazz Drums website and podcast and blog that I've been doing. I have the Lineage Trio, as I mentioned. I'm freelancing, and then I play periodically with Seth MacFarlane, do some recordings. So yeah, that's just some of the stuff that I've done. I make a full-time living playing probably 95% jazz, and that's really all I do. I do a little bit of teaching, but other than that, that's pretty much my only source of income, and I'm definitely very fortunate for that. Some other things that aren't jazz related or drum related, uh, I have some hobbies, which is I still really like doing video stuff. So obviously you've probably seen some of the Learn Jazz Drums video stuff, but if not, check it out at learnjazzdrums.co. Uh, I've been making these video lessons, which is a cool outlet to do my video stuff, but then also teach some jazz drums. And I also like drone footage. So I've been everywhere I travel, I take some drone footage and I just find that to be really fun. And then I'm pretty into baseball. I like the Dodgers a lot and I go to quite a bit of Dodger games. And then I see a lot of movies. I like movies. And those are all things that in college I kind of didn't do because I was so focused on drums and jazz, which is, it's really good to get laser focused like that. But at the same time, I kind of had this attitude like jazz is the only thing I can do if I want to be serious, but it's really good to have a well-rounded life. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I hope you enjoyed that, and if you made it this far, I commend you. I love jazz drums, and I hope that comes through on this podcast and on the videos and on the blog posts and everything that's to come for Learn Jazz Drums. Thanks for listening to the Learn Jazz Drums podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out our website over at learnjazzdrums.co for lots of great free video lessons and blog posts. Subscribe on YouTube to get all of our free weekly video lessons and follow us on social media at Learn Jazz Drums on Instagram or Facebook for lots of great posts. And we'll see you on the next episode.